Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life, Irene and Katrina, the wine genist. Welcome back, humans, peeps. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted me to start or you to start. No. I was a little delayed. I'm a little delayed today. We're, we're a little delayed today. It's been it's been a day, friend. How are you? Sure, yes. Living your best life, I hope. I'm good. Yeah. I guess I'm scratching my hive <sighs> over here. Uh, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm chilling in uh, I'm in Tampa, Florida right now. Uh, right by the airport. Cool. This is the glory life right there. At the mm-hmm. Tampa, That's right. Tampa, yep. Florida Holiday Inn. That's Just right. <laughs> Who you with? At the Same Holiday Inn. Yes, yes. But I will say my heart is so full because I got to see you last we week. Did. I got to hug you. I got to have way too much wine with you. <laughs> we, one one <laughs> carafe too many. <laughs> <laughs> when Do you I, remember when the I next day? The, the next day when we I okay. Let's start from day. the beginning. That let's was... tell the people. Let's tell the people. Okay. So we were we were in let's Chicago start. last week at the American Academy of Implant Dentistry, which is actually where we recorded this episode. It's a live episode with a friend of ours who we will introduce shortly. And uh, so you know we were chatting about when we're going to see each other, and like we were both speaking on the same day. We both had flights like same day. We were going to do this live mm-hmm. podcast interview and then it just so happened that like the night before we flew in kind of around the same time, but we weren't planning that because you never know what happens on the day of like I never plan. Never I never know. plan anything the night I fly in. Do you? No, no, I know. No, no I don't. I, unless I like absolutely. Yeah, have you to. pretend yeah. like you don't know when anyone else is coming in and they don't know when you're coming in. Cause really you yeah, don't like yeah. anything could happen between. Right. You don't yeah, so No. You yes. And then you just kind of meander around the hotel and like see people at the bar and then you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm going to surprise so, these people. Like I did with you at right. VOD that yeah. one time. So we, we, uh, we, um, <laughs> We sh- we were at the airport at this at the, uh, we're like checking in at the airport. You were the, or at the heh, at the hotel just before me, and then you texted me bidi, while bidi, I was bidi, already bidi. on my way there with yet again one of the worst cab drivers I've had of my life. Oh my life. gosh, I know. Like, Can I just tell the peeps what you said to me? What you yeah, texted me? Go ahead. <laughs> because we were texting back and forth. You're like rolling around in the back of some whack ass cab, like brum, yeah. brum, you know, like just chilling through the streets of Chicago. I'm already checked in, but I had just gotten in like ten minutes before and I'm like hey are you here and you're like oh I'm, I'm almost on my way like I'm about to puke and I'm like okay so you check in and you're like wine and I'm like yeah I'm not cute but like let's just like meet for wine anyways so you go you guys this is what Irene texted me she goes let me just check into my room and throw up a little bit and then I'll go downstairs I'm like Irene it was so okay. bad so it was so bad she just came down there was oh, like was there was like a stale smell in the car, like you know when like I yeah I don't sta- like that. you know that you know that when stale smell that I'm referring to. It's when uh, the car smells like person. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it smells it like person that, in and here, and I don't like, like that. Um the um the 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 leather cab seats, you know that single seat in the back where you're just sliding around, and there's like duct tape Ick. on it holding it together, and I'm just like rolling ew, around. I'm holding ew. on to to the like holy shit handle for dear life because I'm like rolling yes. around. He's changing lanes like a madman. I don't know where he was going. At one point, I had Ugh. to say to him like, "I'm not in a rush. Like, 
I don't need you to go really fast. Like, you're, like, you're okay. He's, He's in, in a rush. rush. He's yeah, in a rush. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, my stomach hurts even it hearing that. Because, like, we all know, like, when you have that, like, slight headache in the back of your skull from, like, being on I an had airplane the door, like, and, like, I had the not window drinking water. Open and, in the ugh. freezing cold, just, like, to get a little air. You're just trying to, like, do alive. anything. Yeah. Hoping you get, like, somebody, belt, you this, get a whiff of peppermint oil from somebody. The seatbelt was, like, very <laughs> strange. It was one of those seatbelt sets in constant tight mode. So it felt like I was just being oh, yeah. hugged no. the whole time by the seatbelt. It was terrible. <laughs> rolled in, rolled in. So rolled into the Hyatt. The like Hyatt uh, door yeah. person opens the door for me, grabs my bags. And like there was a bunch of people that were waiting. <laughs> you like yeah, roll like, out I just, like, and a shoe comes the out. <laughs> Uh, the the Hyatt dude opens the door and there were like a bunch of people that were waiting for a cab so like someone was gonna like take this cab and I said to the guy I'm like this guy was a maniac like don't let anyone go in there so he shooed the cab guy off he's like okay we're good thank you so much and all these people were like why did you tell them to go away I'm like you don't want to be in that cab <laughs> it was bad oh the Canadians so, so we get the so I check in I do the thing I do I go upstairs I I, I release my myself a little bit and then release and then I come the downstairs Kraken. and I'm like walking from the elevators down this like grand foyer uh and I look over at the bar that was like beautiful. this open concept bar area and I see this the back of this woman's head who's got like this you know natural kind of curly hair red hair sitting at the bar so I'm like gonna take a video so I'm like hiding behind one of these like pillars taking a video of this woman who I yes. presumed was Katrina waiting for me at the bar when all of a sudden Katrina pulls at the, the same co- time I see Irene Irene and she's like hiding behind <laughs> this like museum column this like fa- faux marble column and I'm like what is she doing and I'm like oh my gosh because those of you who have hung out with Irene you know she's like got her phone and she's like on the gram and like doing it so I'm like I bet she's recording something <laughs> and I'm gonna sneak up on her and I'm gonna get her I'm gonna get so her. I like get my phone phone out I'm like I've got my insta stories like ready to go and I sneak up on her and she turns around and she's like <gasps> so of course um are reunited we thought it would be this like yeah, no. like glorious it's like thing like running across but we were like both confused and didn't understand we never did find out who the woman was so that I was said, recording <laughs> we never did. who is this Your woman my doppelganger of swords but we uh, we went to we sat down at the bar and we're like yeah let's just like share yeah. a bottle and we were so like coy about it we're like I'll do I'll sure. do a bottle if you'll do yeah, like we can do like share and like no whatever problem. and that's like yeah like two glasses right. each and then as we start like rolling into the night then we're like we'll do a carafe of Pinot right. Noir and then I don't know somehow another carafe of Pinot Noir showed up <laughs> so basically this is a really long winded story more money for, for an extra bottle. <laughs> Precisely. This is a long-winded story for somehow the two of us show up with our stomachs empty because we like hadn't I eaten. Threw up. You were like puking yeah. everywhere. I we roll up in this bar. We ordered two bottles of wine between two tiny women that are sitting at this little bar. We ordered this like virgin, virgin shrimp, shrimp which is precisely how they w- wrote yeah. it on the yeah. menu. Like they were very clear that these shrimp were virgin, and I wanted some clarification to make sure that the shrimp were actually right. virgin. And server the server was, was not, not interested in no. engaging in that conversation with me um his loss because I think I'm a delightful person I think he whatever. was a virgin and he um, probably so, just took offense yeah. to you you asked like questions I, about I the virginity fun. of the shrimps <laughs> he was like I cannot participate right. I cannot confirm right. nor deny so um that of course was the great little segue into then both of us showing up a, a little hungry oh, yeah um, and then I spent this my next but, morning uh circling the Hyatt hotel looking for hot dogs um, and, and toma- tomatoes. I wasn't looking for tomatoes. Yes. So I was just like, I was just happy with hot dogs. 
uh, for my laser course that I couldn't find because apparently they don't sell yeah. hot dogs before 11. I could buy cigarettes. I could buy what? C- it's I could Chicago. Buy cigarettes and and drugs and alcohol at a local CVS, <laughs> but they won't sell yeah, me. I was gonna say they're hot dogs. <laughs> You'd be surprised what's legal there yeah. in Illinois. But I'm surprised because like they're so proud of their Chicago hot dogs. 11, like they're that's apparently. like their thing. That's a thing. Anyhow. Oh no. So we Yikes. recorded this episode and it was rate. really fun. So for yes. those of you peeps that know, and the yeah. next place I guess we're going to hang out together is, are you coming to DIA? Uh, oh, I am not coming to okay, DIA. So you it's DIA. the only weekend in December that I'm not traveling. So I'm, Great, I'm just so going to um, <laughs> reintroduce myself to my dogs and let them and, like, remember people, who I am. Oh, you want to see them? Oh, I understand. <laughs> Okay. Well, I won't see you at DI, but so I'll, I will see you at VOD then, Voices of Dentistry. Yes. So segue to oh, it's going to be pandemonium. We interviewed. we interviewed an awesome dude. His name is Dr. Justin Moody. He is a dentist who mm-hmm. has focused his whole life on implants, like placing implants, and um, has a really cool yes. facility that we talk about that gives back to the community and does a lot of dentistry on veterans and uh, is the is yes. one of the founders of the Voices of Dentistry conference, uh, which we will be attending, which is basically just podcasters everywhere and then the peeps that like listening to the pop- podcast. Oh, and, and peeps, peeps, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> and the peeps. I'm like, it's just a lot of liquor and, and podcasting yeah. people. Like, literally, that's so what it is. we interviewed him at his booth it's great. On, with his equipment. Um, so if this mm-hmm. sounds terrible, it's his fault, not ours. I didn't... But if it, it sounds amazing... Fun, I did it all. It's... <laughs> we we facilitated all of it yeah. basically is where we're at so it's with a that. Cool, uh, it's a cool uh, interview, and there's mm-hmm. a little um, how do I say this? There's a little bit of this episode that is not going to get edited out. That I'm curious how people feel about the very last couple of minutes of it because uh-huh. there's a part yeah. where yeah. Dr. Moody talks a little bit about. Uh, his hygienist and some of the expectations that he has Mm -hmm. for his hygienist and Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything because we were like really tight on time and you to you to check your to your into your flight like you to go I had to get to the airport Uh, yeah we were already Mm -hmm. like 45 minutes behind with your schedule but I I feel like in our part two Mm -hmm. we should talk about it with him because my lecture at DIA is all about you know team and how Mm -hmm. how you treat your team and how you speak about your team and like certain things that you do and certain things that you don't do and I feel like I really really want to dive in a little bit more with what it means when mm-hmm. Dr. Moody Me said too. To, about his hygienist, like, just do your job. He said yeah. that a lot. Yes. Yeah. Let's unpack so, that. Let's I'm curious unpack if that. you guys listen to this and let's how you it. feel about it. I, I mean, don't at him or at him, whatever. At him. Do it. I dare you. No, he's great. He's great because here's the thing. He's a doctor who is an advocate yeah. for hygienists. So, you know, I, I, he's saying it from a place of like, you know what you're doing. You are a trained yeah. clinician, right? At least that that's the way that I took it was like, you know what you're doing. Please don't second guess or question yourself because I'm the doctor. Um, he's a doctor that believes that hygienists are the perio specialists in the practice. They are the preventive specialists in the right. practice, you know, and he wants he to be able to empower hygienists to feel that way. And certain states, including his state, hygienists aren't allowed to diagnose caries. So oh, sure. I don't know. Sure, sure, sure. I don't we want, weren't allowed to diagnose perio either. Unpack it now, but, but like, let's unpack it. It's later, gonna be great. Let's let's unpack it in the episode. How you feel about this? Because I'm I'm interested. Anywho, thank I'm you, excited. And yes, we'll check it out. Flip side.
Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, Peeps, with your peeps, Irene and Katrina, live in living color, AAID, Chicago American (laughs) Academy of Implant Dentistry. Uh, We are live at AAID, and we are sitting here with uh, a very amazing human who is the host of the AAID podcast. He is a founder. I'm a co-host. Co-host. Okay, co-host. He is a founder of the Voices of, or one of the founders of the Voices of Dentistry uh, conference, which is coming up pretty soon. Justin Doctor, Doctor, Doctor. Justin Moody, Moody in the house, woo, woo, woo. and and we, we've got some That's, sound He's got some walk-on going. music. Get some yeah. walk-on music going. Yeah, I like it. There it is. I just gotta gotta figure out how to Bluetooth that into how, the. Um, yeah, we do. How, how are you doing, man? Like, what's going on? Uh, well, welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast. Yeah, <laughs> happy to be on it. Happy to be on it. Thank you. Um, it's good. Like this is uh, this is our first uh, AID meeting in two years, so yeah. it's been uh, it's been great. And as you, it's my first time as a board member for the ABOI and then the AID, and uh, I've not got to see as many of the lectures because they. They keep you busy. You're busy. Well, it's 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 like when we can get together and actually have meetings. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm 100% pe- sure that most people are absolutely tired of Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, over yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. learned, I've learned so much about people because of Zoom. Like, I, I can't focus just on them. I look at, like, their environment. I want to know where their plants are, like, if their plants are dying, like, if they have pets. You see, like, children running <coughs> through the screen. This is why you and I are different. Because that's what you think. And I think, like, how have we still not figured out how to mute ourselves? Like, how many times <laughs> you go on and you're like, Sharon. You're you're unmuted, Sharon. Uh, you're well, un- you know I'm what happy. I mean? I'm happy that the the live lectures are back. You it's spoke. Good. You spoke this morning. I'm speaking this, this afternoon. I, yes, in the same room that I was. Doctor Moody, can I? Are we friends? Can I call you Justin? Please. Like how how official does this need to be? Uh, no one calls can me Doctor Moody, so it's yes. good. No okay. one calls you Doctor Moody. Ah, uh, you know. Even at the office. I'm sure they do at the office, but behind, sure behind your back, Justin yeah. Moody. <laughs> did, oh my gosh, did you see what Doctor <laughs> Moody did today? No way. <laughs> you know, I think that I think that's one of those things where, um, you know, your team, your team will introduce you to your patient or whatever, yeah. you know, that way. But then, uh, you know, one of my icebreakers is always just like a uh, like. Justin's fine. Yeah. Hey, you I'm know. Justin. Yeah. He yeah, humanizes puts, you. Yeah, put it, it puts patients at ease, and then uh, you don't have to like doctor, well, doctor, doctor, doctor. Well, doctor, they doctor. know. They know that's who cool. you are. Yeah. Like if they, if they didn't know, I, if they didn't think I was a doctor, like they probably wouldn't be there. Right. So, like, yeah. Like, like, Your like, name wouldn't be on the door, like right, you know, correct. on yeah. the stationery, on the paychecks. Right. Correct. Very cool. So correct. let's do a quick. Uh, history of you like oh geez. i know like we do the thing where we we and we'll do it real quick because katrina's got to fly um but we want to know like about so you tired. before you became you today like where did you go to school where did you grow up like what <laughs> drove you to go into dentistry <coughs> were you in the band did you play fo- were you on the football team like what can i guess yeah did you play the trombone uh no not, a, not a band not not a, like you didn't have uh, doesn't everyone have to play an instrument at some well, point in their life? <coughs> well you all have to play yes, in junior, in junior high in Nebraska you're required to play in the band and I played trumpet instead of oh, trumpet. oh I was close with the brass yeah you were on the brass side yes you were you were close uh yeah no I grew up in a small little town in uh, western Nebraska called Crawford a uh, town of 1100 people wow I had 16 people in my high school class what 16 mm. 16 yeah, that's like yeah. my hands-on course this afternoon. Yeah. Did yeah. you like date all the girls in your high school class? Like, what, what does prom look like when there's 16 people? <laughs> you know, well, what I mean? there's <coughs> even number. Did they like plan yeah, out what, to have an even? Was it like was there 12 like boys and four girls, and then it was like really weird? Uh, the, yeah, there was only five girls, so yeah, it was definitely oh. uh, uh, shaded. Uh, it was definitely shaded that way. <laughs> so uh, 
you know, um, it. it was it was great. Like we, uh, you know, played football, played eight man football. It was a tiny little town. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad's a fourth generation rancher. I would have been a fifth if I would have stayed there, but I'm just cattle uh, or, or cows cattle? and cows and wheat and wheat. Yeah, wheat, wheat, wheat. Yep. Wheat. So uh, wheat, wheat, wheat. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's and a, that's, uh, that's what. So I packed up yeah. when I was uh, uh, done with high school and went to the University of Nebraska and hung out there for four years. Go and then, uh, <clears throat> That's right. And I, uh, I did not plan. I did not go to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, to uh, be a dentist. I went down there to uh, take agronomy. I figured I'd go back to the ranch, so I mm. went down there to drink beer, watch football, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you know, uh, do that kind of you know yeah. that kind of thing. And then uh, my mentor uh, said you should uh, consider dentistry, and then. Uh, um, I applied and I got in, and uh, it was kind of funny. I, I today it's totally different. You know, people spend all this time, you know, board review. You know, their you know, life they spend yeah, their entire like, childhood planning for dental school. Yeah, like, yeah you know, like they, yeah. they 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 take all these review courses. I know That's you right. write them for hygienists mm-hmm. and stuff, and like like all these things. And I literally like went out Friday night. I got up Saturday morning. I went took the test. Were you hungover too for your test? Oh, for sure. I was so hungover I, I, for my I test. I didn't study for mine. Oh, I was deep breathing through mine. Like I, you know, I where took you, a like, nap in the middle of my test. test. I think we talked oh, about it in yeah, a podcast we did. for yeah. my board exam. Don't do that, you guys. You guys are like listening. Six, <laughs> I got six hours to write this test. I only need four, so I'm gonna take a two-hour nap. Take in the a middle. snoozer. Yeah. But I really, I really didn't. Uh, I still didn't think I was gonna be a dentist. It was just like sounded like something fun to do, you know. So uh, uh, it was until my junior year that I, uh, well, kind of between my junior and senior year that the, uh, um, you know, went to the guy. You know, guidance counselor, whatever the hell they call them, you know, yeah, and yeah. I was just like, oh, I just, I'm ready to get out of here. You know, I'm going into my fourth year. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what do I need to do to finish my degree? And the <coughs> 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 she looked at me and she goes, well, what dental schools you got to apply to? And I was just like, eh, I haven't given much thought. And she's like, there's about 400 people on campus that would die to have your score. And I was like, huh? And she's like, uh, you did really well. And I was like, oh, cool. She <laughs> goes, she goes you will get interviews and most likely get in. I was like, really? <laughs> so, um, oh my God. yeah, true story. So I, have your brain. so I, so I interviewed wow. at, uh, uh, Nebraska and then I was just like, okay. At the time, and I was just like, I'm just going to interview at like, uh, uh, schools that, uh, I could go watch the Huskers or be close to Lincoln. So I, uh, there, Iowa, UMKC. And then I went down to Oklahoma and, uh, when I was interviewing at Oklahoma, like, I don't believe they ever asked me anything about uh, dentistry. Like, mm. it was a few weeks before the Oklahoma-Nebraska football game, and they just wanted to know what about the game and what, oh, like. so wow. funny. Because I had the, uh, I think I, I think the only reason I got in, um, probably not, but um, the people that interviewed me were uh, private practice dentists, not, like, faculty. Oh, So okay. they were, like, they were, like, everyday dudes. Yeah, yeah. We, they yeah, were just we like, want, yeah. we want someone like that yeah, has yeah. a conversation and they, and with us. And they were, and they just wanted, they wanted, they to, want they the want know if you could dudes. like, they yeah, wanted they, you to hold a convo. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's how it has to be human. now. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, how are you going to connect with your patients if you can't talk to them about like yeah. simple things? Yeah, you I don't, know? I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like that anymore though. Like, because it's like it's all about grades and it's all grades. It's community service. Like I see, so I I hired a new doc yesterday. She signed her contract back, and when I look at her resume, you can tell that she was prepping for dental school for a really yeah. long time. She was like, mission trips, community service, like volunteering at dental offices, like doing all of the things. Yeah, I had zero uh, of that. Dat, dat, uh, tutoring, like she was she was like mm-hmm. putting herself out there before she applied. I mean, all the, all the power to you. It's, it's a competitive but, field. But um, speaking of, of that now, so 
So you, how did you get into implant <coughs> dentistry? And yeah. how did you get into, how did you shift your practice from, did you ever do bread and butter dentistry? Do you still yeah, do bread so, and butter dentistry? No, 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 no. So, uh, you know, when I graduated and uh, date myself in 97, I went, I went straight back to my little tiny hometown and went in with my uh, childhood dentist, uh, which... Uh, oh, that's cool. Well, it was cool, but like... It, weird. Well, it was weird, like it... it like the way he practiced was still the way he learned in the '60s, you oh, know, and it so like it, it was terrible. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like he didn't, uh, you know, freehand. Uh, he did not. He did not. He did not believe in hygienists, and it took us uh, a year before uh, I I had to hire the hygienist out of my wage. Well, no way. Uh, uh-huh. Were you doing? Were you doing the pro fees? I did all of it. Yeah, I was just, yeah, yeah. yeah and, it's like crazy. And and for him, for his, his entire career, a pro fee was he would run this. This little, this little, this little air-powered, like it's not oh, even a cavitron. So- yeah, the Sonic the one. The Titan. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. He'd run it around, and whatever came off came off, and oh. then he'd hit it with a rubber cup polish, and <gasps> and, and it was gone. And you know, I spent. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then I spent ten years. You know, literally, I spent ten years talking to patients you about spent, how the how they have periodontal disease, and they and they've literally been going to the dentist every six months, getting and a rubber cup polish. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So. Uh, uh, I knew I needed to do something different, and he, he'd probably edentulated half the county, you know, so like... Uh, that's that's uh, what I call iatrogenic periodontal disease, yeah. is what I call that. You know what I mean? Where it's like where we've been... It's our negligence. We've been negligent, yeah, yeah. In, in supervising all of this, allowing that to happen. How were patients responding to that when you... Well, I mean, this is 20 years, you know, 25 years ago, but like... Uh, uh, you know, initially, when he was still there, they just stayed with him because, like, they didn't want to hear what I had to say. And I was just like, okay, like, like it's your choice, you know. And then when I bought him, you know, like, when I bought him out, uh, and virtually, that was my first divorce. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I tell people because, like, you know. Uh, yeah, um, it's tough. It's tough, you know. You buy, yeah. you buy in. We were 50-50 partners. And then uh, his wife worked the front desk and funneled all the good patients to him. And, like, no it was way. just this disaster. So, like, it, it was, like, all the nightmare you could think about. So I just said, hey, listen, like, uh you know, I'll buy your half out, or I said you can buy my half out, either one. But like, this isn't going to work someone's anymore. Someone's got to go. Yeah, yeah. someone's got to go, and it was a small town, so like he decided to retire. And yeah, um, probably for the best. And th- yeah, and after that, you know, like I, I replaced him with two hygienists. Good. <laughs> you replaced Amen. one doctor with two hygienists. Amen. Yeah. I mean, these people changed. need everyone needed yes. SRP. Like every yes. single person in that practice no, either I, needed I, I, I had no idea. clearances like, like, or SRPs. Yeah, so, so then you you shift. Then it sounds like you so shifted my, my that mentor, practice. Well, my yeah. So my mentor who lived down in Lincoln, uh, Roger Pluster, he uh, uh, he's just like, dude, you know, this is right after I graduated. He goes, if you don't get into dental implants, he goes, that re- that removable appliance uh, office out there will destroy you. Uh, mm. And uh, I, I'll tell a quick story. Like removable my, my appliance. What are we talking about? Dentures, here? partials. Oh, dentures. Uh, oh, okay, okay. The guy I bought in my childhood Sorry. dentist. I, I knew what that man. I just You're wanted, so pretty. I I'm, no, I knew. I knew. I, I I was thinking like removable appliances. Are we using that as a code name for like? Uh, a brand name we're not allowed to say. Like I was digging deep. It's like, are we? Are was, we it was a lot more. Are we talking about Snap on Smiles? Like, what are we talking he, about here? But I guess that was a long time ago. He would he would come in in the morning. He would come in the morning, fill a bowl with water and throw ice cubes in it. And uh, his denture adjustment was he would take it out of their mouth. He would put it in that bowl of ice water. He would read the paper for a little while. Then he would grind on this old block of acrylic on the grinder to make noise so the patient thinks he's doing <gasps> something. And then he'd go put it back in their mouth. And the, the acrylic would have shrunk and it would feel better to them because it was cold and it, it had shrunk. And that was his denture adjustment. Uh. Oh, true story. 
Yeah. And uh, uh, if you could see I, my, our li- faces I was right now. Like, but the, but the <laughs> inter- you know, faces you know right but the now. interesting thing about it today <laughs> is that uh, oh, you know, which I never thought about. I, that's not how I did mine. But like, I, what I never thought about is that you know, you never change that water all day long, ever. <laughs> You also oh. remember, you know, in '97 he still didn't use gloves. Oh my god! He, he, uh. ne- he never wore he, ne- he never wore a glove in his life. People, I don't even. Oh, I'm if I'm envisioning this in my mind. Like, did he have like red shag carpet in the yeah, practice? Yeah, yeah. Did, like, did it smell was there like a old wallpaper? That well, like the, a the first office we Uber ride. Yeah, yeah, the first office we did. Like you know, smelled. Yeah, it smelled like cigarettes and eugenol. Yeah, ooh, like like ooh, the, ooh, the good ooh, stuff. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so, like uh, just like just hacking a dart in the back. And then yeah. I I built a new office and he practiced a little while in there and then it was. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so that practice smells like endo ice and through all of the the literal literal fuckery. Yeah. Oh my god. So the one thing my mentor did is he got me to go to uh, um, got me, well I, I went to Coise on my own but uh, he got me to go to Mish 20 uh, some years ago mm-hmm. and I came back and started putting two on the floor and holding some dentures in and started replacing teeth with impl- implants instead of bridges and you know that worked a lot better in the hygiene program and, and all, all those things and then in 2008 I just decided you know I'd been doing so many implants and I was getting uh, I mean you get better at it and you get the reps and the speed up and I was like I don't really like any of the rest of the dentistry. Like this is this is really my passion. Yeah. Mm. And uh, you know, I was putting I don't know, like 250 implants a year, and, wow. and which is which is a good number for That's a little a tiny good number. for, for a good you know for small town. Yeah, for sure. But, but it sounds like this guy set you up for that. Oh yeah, I totally yeah. did. And, like, and, 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 and you literally just he walked literally into like a disease patient population. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I can fix this. And my and my uh, uh, my associate that's in that office today is still uh, you know still reaps those benefits. But uh, so in 2008, I moved from uh, Crawford, Nebraska, to Rapid City, South Dakota, because uh, I uh, everybody thought I was batshit crazy. But I I told them I'm going to I'm going to open up an implant only practice that is referral based. So uh, I went up there and rented three chairs from an oral surgeon that didn't do implants. So I did his implant. Yeah. Wow. Let me bring that mic a little closer. An oral surgeon that didn't do implants? There's quite a few actually out there. Yeah. Especially uh, he was a retired Navy. uh, uh, So what did he just do? Thirds and exposures? Well, that, yeah. And facial fractures and the forks and stuff. But like, yeah, that just wasn't. uh, You got to remember that. So I'm 50 years old. So you got to remember that any any periodontist, any oral surgeon that is 50 or older, they had zero implant training Training. in in their in their programs. So like so as an oral surgeon in 1997, like your your residency had no implants in it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so when they got out. They had to go. They, 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 they had to learn how to do it just like GPs did. Right. Right next to you in the same course. Correct. Correct. Really? Oh. You know, t- today that's changed a lot. Right. You know, yeah. like, like yeah. you know, right. there's a lot more training. But, uh, uh, you know, you wouldn't think like, well, 50 for an oral surgeon is not that old. You know, right. you know, yeah. like right. there's a lot. So, so there's still a, a tremendous amount of, and they're very senior partners in most of these. Like, no, obviously some of them have got into it. But yeah. uh, so I went up there and um, hung out my shingle and I did a lunch and learn in any dental office that would let me. You know, go in there and buy them lunch and show them how uh, uh, implants could be done right. You know, screw retain instead of cement, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know all these all these things. And uh, the you know at the time, the surgeons and the perios that were doing it up there didn't have a restorative solution for them. And so I would uh, I also helped form a, a commercial laboratory. Uh, so we pr- we would provide our referral docs with the the, the total solution, and wow. they would 
they would send over. We would send back a screw retained crown, or would, you know, or sometimes custom abutment. Yeah, they would they would do it all, but almost every time I'd already tried it in, checked yeah, the content. Sure yeah, yeah. Then no I put it back in a box. I sent it over there, and they had this five minute appointment with the patient. The patient loved it. They and, made a thousand uh, bucks or twelve hundred wow. bucks. Or whatever. Yeah, it was the most uh, it was the most profitable thing they'd ever did. So yeah. uh, you know, I, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did that from uh, 08 to uh, 2017, and then. Uh, I wanted to get back into uh, teaching more. My oldest son had graduated high school, and uh, so he's done with all the three sports and all the stuff that I followed him around with forever. So, started teaching again, and uh, we started doing um, we started doing the live surgical component because I always knew that the only way that you could actually get the reps to go home and feel more comfortable was like you got to get some live implant training in. Yeah, sure. And we started doing it in Guadalajara, Mexico, and it was great. Like, we got lots of implants and stuff, and we helped a lot of great people. Oh, yeah. But there was always this, are they ever going to get their teeth? You know, like, like yeah. are, they, are they ever actually Who's going? Who's ever going to finish this case? Yeah, is anyone ever going to finish yeah. this? And, and then I found out the clinic was basically paying them 50 bucks, which is a lot of money there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were paying them $50 to just make sure they came to their appointments. And wow. they never they never followed up or anything. So I was just wow. like, I think so that's a problem with a lot of mission trips too. Like I've I've been a few. I know you've yeah. been a few. And like that is always the, the I I think about it all the time. Is like, you know, you go into this small town in in I don't know in freaking Costa Rica, Africa, whatever, Costa Rica, yeah. wherever you go, right? And it's like, you know, someone extracts four teeth and they stitch it up, and then you pack up your stuff and you leave. Like, yeah. Who continues that care? Make sure that there's <coughs> not something bad going on, or a filling, or uh, an, an endo, or whatever. Think about what their perception is of dentistry, too, it's right? Like, yeah. Because literally, like you're you're showing up, you, but, you I mean, don't speak their language. Nothing, you know, though, it's right, better than nothing. Sense. But it's it is kind of amazing, like the people that have dental anxiety in the United States when they like show up in these like spa dental practices, right. where, like like burning lavender, you know what I mean? Shh. And and Let the people the in these like humanitarian, you. you know, countries, when we walk in, it's like, a, you know, it's a concrete floor and like a beach chair that we're tipping back and we're like dumping, you know, buckets of like. Beach chairs, <laughs> fancy. You'd be surprised when people just laying on a oh, picnic sure. table somewhere. Sure. You know, so it, it is kind of amazing to see what, what some of these mission trips have done. But <coughs> to your point, and you're absolutely right, that continuity of care creates an issue, especially when you're talking about dental implants. So let's, well, let's talk about that, Moody, before you... Before you f- you finish your thought, Katrina and Moody, I want I want to I want to talk about continuation of care as we close this up, with how we as hygienists can help you. So you know you did this this amazing thing. You you started this amazing system and program, and you helped people change lives. Like you really did. You don't realize we don't realize. I think we take for granted oftentimes. You know this. We always do. You yeah. know, like I've got all my teeth. I've got yep. a couple of old fillings That's that right. were done when I was a little human. But like you don't realize <laughs> how when someone doesn't have teeth, how it changes yeah. their outlook on life their perception how they communicate whether they can get a job or not like whether they can Mm -hmm. get into school whether they smile whether they found a spouse whether they have kids like you've you've you took this small town and you you changed everyone's life like how does that make you feel when you think about it i think there's a great legacy there like you know i actually don't think that the public really understands what we did you know, like, like, cause they thought that uh, Dr. McWilliams, you know, was a great dentist. And, you know, one of the things I learned is like, you know, you could never, it, it was a fine line because you can't throw him under the bus because they loved him. That's right. right. And they, gosh, they loved that's him. The dance, and that's all. It? That's I don't know for sure. Was he the first like, one there? Like the first doc in the town? Oh no, no. He, yeah, there's him. there's been ones before him, but like, you know, so that was, a uh, uh, you know, that was an issue. And, uh, you know, it was just a matter of, Hey, listen, like, um, 
you know, one of the things that I would talk to them about is like, hey, you know, like uh, I know you've been getting your teeth cleaned every six months and most people respond great to that. But you you seem to be a little more susceptible to the disease. And I can see this in the, the, the cr- chronological order of the x-rays. Mm, yeah. And what I see from here and where we are today, like I got to be I have to have a little different approach for you so that you like. I love that. So That's so good. so for me, like I'm not throwing you under the bus and I'm just saying, hey, like for most people, like, this was great. But for mm-hmm. you, you're a little more susceptible to disease. And like I, I I see and they could see it, too. Like when you show them like the bone loss mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, that calculus after they just had to yeah. claim uh, but uh, uh but you know and then they would be like oh i see that you know and, sure, and i was I like it. like do your did your teeth still bleed after you had your cleanings mm-hmm. and oh like, well, yeah well that's because like your your gums are still angry and it's just because the pockets are deeper than we can do in a conventional cleaning so we gotta we gotta get after this and if you use the right language, like like you're 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 not throwing them under the bus, but yeah, like yeah. you're still educating them about like a condition that they have, which is ethical for me to tell them yes, that they have to that they that they have that you know yeah. and you know ultimately in Mexico that was my I would get back on the plane and I'd come back to uh, you know I'd go back to South Dakota and I'm just like <sighs> like I, I like. Like it, ju- it didn't have the warmest of fuzzies, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. did, did we help people out with some diseased teeth for sure? Like, like, are they, are they most likely better off now than they were when they walked in a hundred percent? Yeah. But what were they told? Right. Yeah, what was you know, the like, like, you know, so when we, um, you know, we found the brighter way down in, uh, uh, Phoenix that we could, we started doing Amazing. them. Uh, yeah. You know, and I started teaching with Joe Marinfar and he, him and I had I different, love Dr. Diff- Joe. you know, different stuff going I on. I think I've met Dr. Joe. Oh, he's awesome. And uh, uh, that that nonprofit saw things just a little bit differently yeah. than, uh, and ultimately than Joe even saw. So uh, I uh, I went and found uh, four other uh, four other people that are very philanthropic in nature and business people, and we formed a board and created an, our own nonprofit, our yeah. own five hundred one c three. And what is it called? Uh, New Horizon. New Horizon Dental Institute. So uh, that's in Phoenix, right? It's in Tempe. It's, in Tempe. it's actually yeah, yeah. It's, okay. It's actually in Tempe. Yeah. So then uh, uh, we did that. Is that with Randy? Am I right? Randy Huska. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of the board members. Papa Hoos. We love Papa Hoos. We interviewed him. <laughs> he was really funny. Okay. Uh, All right. So, so, so come back to me. I, I'm coming to Phoenix in in when am I coming to Phoenix? February. February. I, we'll come visit. I don't know if you're. No, please. Is it far from you where I'm com- where I'm no, speaking? It's easy. No. It's, it's like 20 minutes away. Okay. Cool. It's close to the airport too. So uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. So now we have. Uh, yeah. We just brought on uh, this summer. We bought on a, uh, a full time uh, uh, doc that has a dual perio pros. Wow, uh, resident, wow. Dr. Cl- uh, Clark Chen. So uh, I know Dr. Chen. He was dental hygiene board prep faculty for me. For sure. Yeah, he's one of my faculty cool. members. Yeah, so he was going to UCLA, and I met yeah. him out in California, and we chatted. Smart and, guy. and I was like, like you want an opportunity, like you know, and uh, he loves to give back, and uh, so he 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 joined us in July. That's great. And he's a, he actually runs our uh, AGD program. Yes. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yep. He was because he did that still over. For a while. Yeah, he yeah. did that over at AT Still for mm-hmm. a little bit too. Yeah, so. That's cool. uh, but we have a, you know, we so have you a, we have an on-site laboratory. You have a lab, you have a clinic that you can help people, and you're also educating all at the same time. Correct. Like there's, there's, there's no loser here because no. the patients, the patients get care that they would have never, ever, ever well, been able to loser. afford. The Who's people that don't come there. Oh. That learn. Like, oh. Those, nice they word. are the losers. That's, that's great. Yeah. There is only one loser in this, and it's the people that don't take advantage yeah. of what this beautiful so thing what is. So what we love about it is uh, that every one of the patients that we work on will get their restoration. Yes. The only ones that wouldn't get their restoration would be somebody that moved away or died. 
recipes. So, so let's, but I, I want to talk about, because there's a very specific reason why you chose Arizona, right? Yeah, Arizona has a, is one of three states that has a, uh, and Arizona is, is the best of the bunch. It's called a Good Samaritan License, which allows them, which allows uh, any licensed practitioner, whether it's uh, hygiene or uh, uh, dentist or physicians, uh, to come to the state and do work on the underprivileged with, for no pay. Wow. Yeah. So they're granted. I just got goosebumps. So they're they're granted a 14-day license that they so they have 14 days within a two-year period to operate in Arizona uh, under their own malpractice and under their own state license and uh, actually under what's I think interesting about Arizona is actually under um, some uh, uh, litigation protection. Mm. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're in that good Samaritan. It's like when you give someone CPR, CPR and you break yeah. a couple of ribs, like exactly. the good Samaritan and it, and it, act. Yeah, you're, you yeah, know, exactly. and it's not something that we like it, that doesn't really uh, do that much for me because uh, at the end of the day, we, uh, you know, like we do a great job anyway. Yeah, yeah. You, but, do your, uh, you do your But, checks. you know, like every once in a while you get ambulance chasers and stuff and it's yeah, and, yeah. And, and sometimes that portion of the population is more about like what can you do for me type right. deals yeah. but yeah. you know which is interesting because the majority of the people that we see are just so fucking grateful who, yeah. who do you who do you typically see I, I know it's low socioeconomic status but like are, are, are you seeing veterans like what, what what's you know so it's interesting we work with uh, uh we work with several of the veteran organizations in town to provide uh, patients over uh one of our best uh, referral sources is uh, ihs yeah yeah, so, uh, which is... What is IHS? Well, for Indian the, Health for Services. Canadian Health for Services. The Canadian here. There are a lot of uh, Native American reservations in Arizona, and so IHS is a component of our um, public health. There's like 270,000 uh, Native Americans in Arizona, so mm. like the large population. Yes. And uh, uh, what we like about that is uh, we have the ability... They do everything but the implant. So so the IHS patients have been uh, through, through perio, through restorative and oh, things. Okay. And one of our challenges for us is... Uh, getting them like they come to be, have the teeth replaced but our challenge is, is to get them uh to be convinced that they should stay in our perio program and sure. that, that they should stay and get all the fillings done and things like that because i what it can't be is a uh just an implant chop shop that's right, right. You, know, triage, you know we have you know we have two we have two full-time hygienists that uh, well, i say that i think they were each work three days a week but like like that's full-time uh, in Arizona. <laughs> well, th- she is correct about that. Like, th- it's very, very hard to find a, uh, a hygienist that works more than three days. Seriously? Uh, yes. What? And it's, uh, uh, right now, like, we we need five or six. Uh, yeah. However, yeah. we just don't have the chair. We don't have the, the current chairs. And it's also one of those situations where we have to overbook them. Because they're Because of the no-show rate. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, uh, uh, it's, it's just too high. Yeah. Uh, so... That, that part's community health challenge. Yeah. So, okay. Right. Last question for you. Yeah. It, it, let's assume that a lot of the people that listen to, to our podcast are, are hygienists. I think that'd be a good assumption. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> and, then there's, and then there's Josh and Lance and Alan Mead somehow. Alan and, Mead. G- and Gina Dorfman. Like, they're the, the random. Put down the plunger, yeah. Alan Mead. <laughs> Alan's, Alan's mucking the stalls right now. I love, I, love, last, I love all those the last The last time that he listened to one of our podcasts, he told me he was cleaning his toilet. And I was like. Nice. And then he sent it on, live on the podcast, and that was kind of cool. Um, so thank yeah. you, Alan, for, for, Appreciate for, you. for, for helping your, your support. wife. Um, what what do we need to know as clinicians, as hygienists, when someone is getting an implant placed by somebody else? So there, you know, we refer a patient <coughs> out. Let's say your doc isn't the one that's doing it. We send them to prosthoperio, oral surge, wherever they come <coughs> back. 
they get their fixture in, they get their all on four, they get their removable denture, they, whatever they do. How should we be assessing that during our perio program? What like, I don't know, five things, three things, two things should we be looking for as an early precursor to perhaps implant failure or perimplantitis, which is, I guess, the early signs of implant failure. Well, I think that, uh, you know, if you're, if you're already, if you're not involved in the, the, the work itself and you're just getting it back in or someone's coming in off, you know, out of, you know, out of the advertising or whatever, and they show up with implants, <clears throat> you know, the, like, the only thing that we have, really have a great opportunity to look for a detailed bone loss is, uh, is a PA. Yeah, you yes, know, cause the, that's right. Uh, the cone beam, the cone beam is not going to give you, uh, even though it's 3D, the 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 beam hardening effect of the implants into the bone, like you're, it's going to make it look like there's less bone than there actually is. So right. like the, it's not diagnostic to to that point. Um, the PA is really only giving you though, like mesial distal shot. That's right. You know, like you're never going to be able to see buccal the buccal lingual. Uh-huh. So, I, you know, I would say the things, the the two things that are most important is a, you know. If you don't have a baseline PA of when the implant was first put in, mm-hmm. getting it, the fir- you know, like getting it and say, hey, listen, like, like, here's what we got today and every, whatever your program is with every six months or once a year, we take this PA and we'll, now we have some kind of baseline. And then you have to talk about the gingival health. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, and implants are weird because like having a four millimeter pocket is sometimes ideal. That's, oh. We have implants, anterior implants, where a six millimeter pocket is okay because of how deep it's placed in and everything else. And I think to your point, a lot of hygienists, the moment that we hit that four millimeter mark, it's like... Oh, no, yeah, it's a red flag. Okay, so so there is a huge population of hygienists that do not probe implants. And there's oh, a yeah, huge, you have there's a huge have population of dentists that tell hygienists not to probe implants. I spoke, Uneducated I ones. delivered an implant program to an oral surgery group in Texas last month. Who and the oral surgeon was like, do not touch my implant. Yes. Yeah. And he was like, it's I, like this, you're going like, to talk about that in your program? And I said, absolutely, I'm going to talk about that yeah. in my program. I talk about it in mine. You have to probe. The thing is, you cannot probe the implant if you do not know how, how? to probe it. Or and that's the problem. What What's Pressure. underneath? Like right. what's underneath? You you see people that are coming, and this drives me nuts when I, I mean we're totally like going digressing somewhere else, but it bugs me when, you know, a new patient comes into my practice. We see a lot of new patients, and they don't see the doc before they see hygiene. So they'll come into hygiene, they'll say that get your hygiene done first, then you'll see the doc. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll have records transferred over. Maybe we'll take a new FMX. Maybe we'll take a pan, and then you know you're in there and you see a crown. You're like, is this a crown? Is this a, what's beneath it? Is it an endo tooth? Is it an implant? Mm-hmm. And then the expectation is like, you know, just shove a probe in there and, and figure it out. Right, right, right. You get yeah. all of this well, like, like exudate like that comes probing out. Infection. Yeah, but That's it's like, like our favorite thing to do. Right, but it's like, you know, we need to have these records. And and we spoke about this over many glasses of wine last night. Like, when I get a patient's files transferred over, I want to see baby teeth. Like, that's how far back I want to go. Like, I want to go as far back as we can find so that, yeah, like, you can assess if... How many threads of bone have we lost? Like yeah, yeah. how how bulbous <clears throat> is this crown? Mm-hmm. So there's I love that. You know, like the, the I would say, like if you were talking about getting people into having some kind of protocol, it's like uh, a good PA, and 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 people say, oh, I took the PA. Well, if you can't see in between the threads of the PA. It's of no diagnostic value right. because you're you've hit it at a tangent. That's what. Yes, it, it, it's it's got it's got to be perpendicular. Right yeah, because. You cannot tell if you're getting fibrous encapsulation and around the implant on a blurry implant. You, sure. The, 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 ideal, the ideal PA will show you every single thread. Clear contrast. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, it, it, so it has to start with knowing. But it, we say that, 
But how many of us stop and teach them, teach our, our dental assistants or our, our hygienists what a good PA looks like? Well, we just want to get the apex or the, the that's that's right. what we're aiming for, yeah, right? Well, like, well, you're, you're thinking you're about right. real teeth, though. Right. Well, exactly. You know? Exactly. And, and, that's, and that's implants, we're really only talking about the crest of bone because, like, they don't get apical infections. Yeah. You right. know, like we're 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 after the sure. we're after the uh, the, the, the crest of bone, mm-hmm. and then the second thing is the the gingival health. That's right. Like the probing is is it, is, it, is it, does it bleed or does it have to actually date? Yeah. And and what does the tissue look like? I mean, yeah. yeah. Is Do it we resilient? Biotype? Is it bulbous? Is it flattened? Is I mean, I think you can even. I mean, I think you can dumb it down. You know just to like is it healthy or not sure yeah. you know sure. And, and get them to do that and then then you're on the education of you know then the next step is like okay let's talk about the difference in biotypes around implants because they are different than real teeth yeah sure you know right. uh th- t- tissue thicknesses and all the things keratinization mm-hmm. and then when we do have disease like the starting to starting to allow them to the the cause yeah you know is it mm-hmm. is it the contour of the crowns is it an open contact is it mm-hmm. you know mo, mo, uh, mo, open mo, contact mo. is so important right. I don't think people realize that when when we get patients back <clears throat> in and you floss down and if you're not getting that stop with the floss like that it, I, are your is your opinion that we need to redo that crown or at least redo the the adjacent tooth next to it so you well something something's got to stop the so we have to be able to yeah. stop it right okay yeah but Sorry, there's there's but there's two aspects to that crown because. Almost always when they have a light contact or no contact on there, uh, if the implant is, a, a, if you're replacing a molar and if the diameter is too small or too super crustal, there's no ability for the crown to have a width and an emergence profile right. to close the, tri- the triangle, the restorative triangles between the teeth. That's right. So even, so you'll also see people that will get bone loss and will get decay on the adjacent teeth. It may be tight on the, the floss snap, but you get this big black triangle. That's you, right. You yeah. get this and big food impaction. Yep. Huge embrace yeah. space. And the patient sure. will complain about that too. Yeah. And yeah. then full arch is a whole different story. Like, you know, oh, yeah. I think if, uh, you know, if the, if the dentist is, uh, uh, has a high volume of uh, uh, full arches and, you know, fixed full arches in their practice, like, he owes it to the hygienist to get them educated on what to do with that because that's, yeah. a, that's a completely different animal. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, my thought, I don't, I don't take mine down unless I see bone loss or uh, tissue, uh, tissue problems. Yeah. But one of the things that, and I'd be interested to in see what you guys do, uh, one of the things that my teams do, uh, we use the, the, uh, the, Act, the Acteon Air and Go with, uh, with the glycine powder. Yeah. Yeah. And it does, do it does a yeah. really good job of getting around those underneath when you, mm-hmm. and when you don't have to take it down. Yep. Oh, you know, yeah. Y- you have to, you have yeah. to introduce something else. And it's safe else. on the soft tissue. I mean, in the sense yeah. that you're not going to irritate soft tissue. So well, you know yeah. what's so crazy about Im- the things that we've seen in implant failure? The majority of our, in our perio practice, the majority of our top referral practices are doing screw retained. They're not doing cement retained. So yeah. when we we've see... We've gra- gravitated. Yeah. It's like we should, we should all be moving in that direction for the most part. So when we see implant failure, the majority of the time that we see implant failure... Excess cement. Well... Uh, well, we, so we don't see that because we've, we're doing the screw retained. Right. But what we'll do is we'll flap the case, and we see little curls of plastic in the threads of the implant. What's the plastic from? From Cabotron? dental hygienists using those giant plastic, plastic scalers. Yeah. yeah. So there's a reason why we were trained really? to use plastic scalers. We were told that you want to use plastic scalers because you don't want to scratch, scratch the, the, the oxide layer of the dental implant. But what ends up happening, and we forget, first of all, those plastic scalers are designed exactly like a Gracie yeah. 1112 or a 1314. 204S, But 7, the 8, idea yeah. is this is a round 
you know, conical dental implant. So why are we using a plastic scaler that's shaped like a tooth to clean a dental implant, which is like crazy. And then from a hardness scale standpoint, we know that that titanium is harder. And so what we're seeing is hygienists, A, can't adapt those. I yeah. mean, they're, they suck. But they're those not supposed to be using them on the threads. And that's the that's thing. It's an education thing. Correct. Is that that's, that's supposed to be used on the abutment portion. By or the, the time you're portion. using it on the threads, it's too late. And it's you do need late. to be sending this over to a, you know, a so referral source. So what they're doing is they're basically sharpening this plastic right. instrument that's on right. the threads yeah. of an implant. <laughs> that's exactly like what they're doing. That's what we're doing. Yes. We're, it's like we're using the implant as a test stick almost. Yes. And they're sharpening these threads <clears> and then you can see shreds of it. We actually interviewed someone uh, who does a lot of uh, endoscopy, perioendoscopy. Uh, in hygiene, so uses an endoscope on implants mm -hmm. and can see like pieces of floss or yes, pieces of the she plastic. she has great photos of yeah. like shreds of floss underneath that dental implant. So, well, Katrina, I feel like we need crazy. to do a part two of this <coughs> at Voices of Dentistry because we can talk about this all. I'd love to. Uh, uh, let's 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 do that at Voices because yeah. I would Get love some to. Real seltzer. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know that we will have the uh, adequate amount of... Uh, My liver's not ready. <laughs> I know. I'm going to stop drinking today. My liver was, is Just still catching up from two years ago. I think yeah. we I think we should do this, and I think we should make, you know, like some some good notes on, you know, what... Well, I would like to, I would like to like talk... I would like to go from this point on to how do we create a better team for for cleaning yes. uh, and 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 maintenance of this yeah. because the doctors can they should wash their hands of the maintenance of, yes. of some point yes. and i have a, i have a totally different philosophy in my hygiene department uh, it's funny i quick story i you know my girlfriend lives up in uh, up vancouver washington and she had an associate leave during the you know last year and i went over and like i haven't worked with hygienists and stuff for about a while and uh went over there and they were like trying to like figure out you know like what's going to be our system whatever i just said hey listen so i'm looking at both of them i was like i just need you to do your jobs yeah and they were kind of like and i said i know technically you can't diagnose a cavity so i ask you do you know what dental decay looks like well yeah and no. do you know what like periodontal disease and stuff is yeah and i said then I just ask you to do your job. Yeah. So, like, if the patient if the patient needs some restorative, but they're but they're they're gingival healthy, I said, just just book them into just book them into my schedule. I'll do the exam and the fillings at that time. Sure. But if you need me to talk to them about perio, I'd be happy to come in there. But like, like I, you know, like, like yeah. for, for me, like, yeah. like you are perio. Yeah. You are the perio program. It, it, it is. So I'm just like, yeah. like, like. I'm not gonna come in there and probe them. Like, like, yeah. like, um, yeah. that's not my, that's not my forte. Yeah. And like, like, I employ, you know, like, I, I, am, I, am, I employ a, a, a provider to. And I love yeah. that you empower hygienists to make their oh own. I, th I, per plans. I personally they think. Want to be empowered. I, I personally think the dumbest thing in the world is telling a, a, a hygienist that they can't diagnose caries. Yeah. I think, I think it's the dumbest thing in the planet. Uh, I can't like, even diagnose perio. Well, uh, yeah, I, was yeah. I, can't, I can't. I can't perio. diagnose perio. Well, I think it's the dumbest thing. I don't know thing. what it is. Because, yeah. because you are the expert. You are you, you well, no, yes. but you are the expert at. Like I'm not. Right. Like I'm not. I I never pick. I may pick up a perio probe, you know, like to evaluate it and, and maybe By an accident? ailing ailing implant or something. Like mm -hmm. that's really about the only scenario. Yeah. Like if I was seeing somebody that had all real teeth, like like my my my. This sounds terrible. I'll probably get my license taken. But like, I just, I just, I just want, I just want a piece of paper. Do tell me I just, more. I just, I just want a piece of paper behind like the patient that can't see it. It's like. Like and I, I tell my address, I said, tell me what needs to be done in there. Yeah, we yeah. do that. I do know. that on my. Oh, I do yeah. that on my tray. So, so on my tray table. if it says do on fourteen. Yeah. 
Great. Like, I go in there, I do my idle chit chat. I, I randomly poke teeth around the arch. Yeah. Right. And then I get to 14, I was like, oh. Oh, oh, oh. what's They've this? heard it twice. Yeah. The, the, the hygienist has yeah. said, I need the doc to take a look at the backside of this tooth. I found that, that tooth magically, yeah. you know, and they're like, Oh, it must be there. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's done. Yeah, yeah, we do that. I, I do, I do little cross, like, and then I right. just fill things in. With I put the patient's name s- at the top. My, yeah. my associate, you know, when new docs coming out of school, when they when they get down, when, when they come in there to do a hygiene check, and they virtually do the same exact, like, they reprobe and they re yeah. like, yeah. And I was just like, That's what are why. you doing? Why? What are you doing? Well, and you're undermining the hygienist in, in <sighs> some ways by showing, like, uh, she, because how many patients think that you're actually coming in to check my work? Sure. To oh check yeah. to make sure that all the calculus was removed. A lot of patients think that. Yeah, they do. Oh, the doctor's not going to come in and check to make sure everything. You that know you what did I mean? a good job. Uh-huh. That I did a good job. Yeah. yeah. That's what they think. That's what yeah. they think. I, like. I prefer not to go in there. But 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 I know, but I only call me schedule. if someone's dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like like I I wouldn't hire you if I didn't think you could do your damn job. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, I just you. like like do your job, do your job, and tell me when tell me when. I need to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Make, that's great. Like, this job isn't that hard. That's like, yeah. If, if you have a doctor with a, if you are a doctor with a great hygienist, then you really just are saying yes. Yeah. Yeah. All my, Good job. you're making, all, you're yep. making decisions. My hygienist yep. in Nebraska, I haven't hired one for like 17 years because like they just, they, they're amazing. They're they've great. been there. They get it. They know. Yeah, Shout, awesome. Shouts to Moody's hygienists. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What are their names? Uh, Chris and Amy. Oh, Chris. Oh, very good. Chris yeah. and Amy. Chris and Amy. Shouts. 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 All right. Well, Peeps, it, it's, it's his yeah, time. Yeah, we got uh, Thank you so much, Dr. Moody, for, for yeah. hanging. Justin, Jay, yeah. Jay Doc. You're, you're headed Jay to Moody. PNC. She's, she's got to go. Yeah, I'm, had, I'm headed there. And Chris and her whole team are up there. So. She's oh, go. great. Yeah. Well, there you go. So thank I'm you excited. so much for being on the Tooth or Dare podcast. Where can people reach out to you? They can listen to your podcast, the AAID po- podcast. AAID podcast, and Dennis Implants and you're Worms. On, you're on Insta, too. Justin Moody on Insta. Dr. Justin Moody. You're yep. on Facebook. However they want. We'll link all of those things below. Slide into his DMs, but... Um, Perfect. Don't come at him if you're a don't licensing come at person him. from the licensing board. Listen, you're not doing anything wrong. I just, uh, <laughs> uh, I just empower people to do awesome. their damn jobs. Thank you. That's, I like that. All right. Yes. Thanks, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. Katrina at the Dental Wine Genist. And our podcast, of course, at Tooth or Dare Podcast. And we will see you all live at live VOD with seltzers. Yes. yes. With white claws. They better have white claws Peace there. Peace out, peeps. Cheers. On the flippity flip. And we're back on the flippity flip. From we're back from, from the flippity, flippity flip. Oh, yes. That's crazy. That's from, the, we from the flippity flip. Please let us know how you felt about the last few minutes of this episode. Yes. Did it give you warm and fuzzies to know that a dentist is advocating for you Inquiring to do more? Minds. Or were you like, I don't like his tone. I really want to know how you felt. Tell me how you feel. Yes. Tell us, tell us about your feelings. We want to know we the answer. I realized Irene, that in the interest of getting we you did not. on a plane on time, we yes. did not do the item at the end. Uh, so I think the we item, have to do the, the item then. You and I. Ready? Okay. Let's rock, paper, scissors it. In the meantime, the rest of you need to follow us on okay. Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genist. I think I already said this whole part about following and the unfollowing and the, all of that stuff. Don't unfollow. Unless you really want to unfollow. Don't I mean, unfollow. I mean, Why would you do that? Unless I you don't like my content and then you can totally unfollow me. Then most people have followers. I, pff, I do too. You know what? Because people people will sign in my DMs and they're like, you're 
drinking wine around your dogs. And I'm like, you know, if you don't, if you're offended by me drinking wine around my dogs, then like you're more than welcome to unfollow me. Yeah, people are weird. Like drinking wine around your dogs. I'm like, what else am I supposed to do around my dogs? In the bedroom, don't watch this, Darby. I don't want you to see Mama getting harassed. (laughs) Darby, I don't want to be a bad influence. Jeez Louise. (laughs) All right, ready? Let's do it. Oh, Dios mio. Rock, okay, all right, here paper, we go. Paper, scissors, shoot. We both tied. Oh, oh, again. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, I chop you. You lose. Oh, my I gosh, Irene. You, you chopped you. me. Oh, no. Um, You're going to yes. dare me? What are you going to dare me I'm to do? I'm nervous. you to do a, uh, a real audio. I'm going to send you an audio for a reel, and you're going to okay. do it. Okay. And I don't know what the audio is yet because I wasn't prepared for this, but it's going to be something funny. Okay. Have you ever, maybe it'll be that like, how long we fly? 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Oh, double fuck. Do you know, have you heard that one before? <laughs> no, but I can't wait to get really? creative with that. Okay. <laughs> I did one for my birthday and it was funny, but okay. I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a, like oh. a 15 second audio. And then. Do it. Okay, and great. Then, uh, and then you do it. You, you do something with it. Cool. All right, fabulous. All right, peeps, check out I accept. Dare. podcast to watch this dare go down. And until next time, uh, peace out, peeps. Wow, look at this. Wow. Wow. Wait, the gong I show. I want to hear the gong. Is this is for your podcast. I, I want to hear the fart sound. Ooh. Ah. Oh, I like that one. Every time this Moody takes a one. bite of something. Every time he takes a bite of something or a drink, can you get a ah, that's, sound? That's Do you have one of those? One.